Welcome to the Sammy Chu Podcast, the public speaking edition, where we have our brown belt candidates, Phil, Jason, and Jenna, speaking about how martial arts and Sammy Chu have impacted their lives. Hello, everyone. My name is Phil, and I'm a brown belt candidate. And I want to talk to you for a couple minutes tonight about ways that Kung Nu has impacted my life, both inside and outside the dojo. So as I was thinking about this, I looked at the Kung Nu philosophies to get some help. And the first thing that came to my mind was patience. I mean, it's one of the five P's of achievers, so I can talk about how I'm a much more patient person since starting Kung Nu. But anyone who's been in a car when I'm driving would know that I still have a lot of work to do in that regard. So, moved on came up with relaxation, right? Relaxation shows up two or three times, at least in the uh, Kung Nu philosophies. So I can talk about how I'm much more relaxed now than I used to be. Unfortunately, that one really doesn't work either. I mean, there's a reason Sensei Seth calls me Phil the Barbarian. I can be a little intense. So, moved on again, came up with a couple that I think will work. Friendship, and fitness. Now the fitness angle is pretty obvious. I mean, you go to class, you go to a kata class, you go to yoga class, you burn several calories, better for you than sitting on the couch, drinking a beer, watching TV. Not rocket science. The friendship angle maybe is a little more, or not quite so obvious. So first of all, I have made a number of good friends at Sung Ming Shu, but it goes beyond that. The third statement of the Kung Nu Code of Ethics says that all members of Kung Nu are unified in spirit and respect each other and their instructors. And for me, that whole unified in spirit thing comes through loud and clear at Sung Ming Shu. I mean, you'll often see upper ranks helping lower ranks during open dojo. You'll see members of a belt class staying together after class to work on a particular tricky part of their curriculum. We all volunteer for Summer Shade Festival, on a dojo, we party together. It's very obvious that there's a unified spirit at the dojo, but that really still doesn't explain how it's affected my life outside the dojo. Um, Now there are a number of examples I could give, but I don't really have much time. So I just wanna mention one instance that occurred at a funeral where I ran into Sensei Margaret And this was a funeral for a wonderful man who had absolutely nothing to do with Kung Nu or martial arts in general. But Margaret and I both knew him. And so we ran into each other. And through that process, I learned a bit more about Margaret and how she was best friends with one of his daughters growing up. And she knew more about my connections with Tom, all of which were from subjects that never would have come up um, when chatting at the dojo or at any of the post-test parties or whatever. And so through that random encounter, I feel like I became better friends with Sensei Margaret. And it's really helped, you know, me to get to know her better. Again, there are more examples I could give, but running out of time, I'm sure. So let me just sum up by saying that it occurred to me that the uh, unified in spirit idea really shines through and dovetails with the very first Kung Nu principle, which is the three O's principle, 
open mind, open heart, open arms. So I find that with this unified spirit that I found at Sung Ming Shu, I'm much more open-minded about getting to know people, talking to people that I maybe don't know very well. I'm also very, have uh, really opened my heart to the idea of becoming better friends with people, letting them get to know me better, trying to find out more about them so that we can become better friends, not just acquaintances. And then finally, the physical manifestation of the unified spirit is open arms. So you got these good friends. You don't greet a good friend with a wave or a handshake or a polite pat on the shoulder. It's a hug, right? Except maybe not in these times, but normally it's a hug. So anyway, hopefully that's a little bit of, you know, ways that Kung Nu has influenced me. And um, I... Appreciate your time. Thank you. Hello, my name is Jason Oberweiss and I am testing for the rank of ground belt. Like most people, 2020 has been the worst year of my life, but not so much due to COVID. It's because my mother died earlier this year. It was the biggest loss I've ever encountered in my life, the hardest thing I've ever had to do. She is someone whose smile lit up the world. She wore her heart on her sleeve. She was my best friend and confidant. She even lived with me several times as an adult. That's just how close we were. She had several things going on in her life that we were just bonded that way together. About a year ago, I tested last for my two ground strike. And uh, nine days before that was when my mother was given a stage four diagnosis of ovarian cancer and she was given two years to live. Needless to say, I was not in the right frame of mind for that test. Um, but Master Allen showed real leadership and real spirit in being able to simultaneously comfort me emotionally while helping propel me to succeed during that test, something I wasn't sure I was able to do. So I'm going to talk like Phil a little bit about open mind, open heart, and open arms. It's obviously not just a philosophy in Kung Nu. It's very real. It's something that people do here every day. I've encountered it since... I first started in the beginning of 2017, but it's really meant a lot more to me in 2020 because of what happened with my mom. So with that, about a month after that test, Shu had asked me to be part of his black belt demonstration. Great honor. I was very excited, giving me a nice sense of purpose and also gave me the ability to get to know him more. I loved it. Unfortunately, about a month later, I had to back out of it and, uh, because my mother's condition was deteriorating. But Shu, just like anyone I would expect in this dojo, was exemplary. He was able to show me the way, be able to comfort me that I wasn't hurting him. It was early in the process. I needed to do what I needed to do in my life, and he was going to go on just like a trooper that he was. And it was really good. It gave me that clear sense for me to go down to Fort Lauderdale. Speaking of, I called the Kung Nu Dojo in Fort Lauderdale and mentioned about coming in. And they said, come on in, don't worry about money. That's not a thing. You're gonna need an outlet with all this stuff you're going through with your mom. We wanna be that outlet. And their open arms really made me feel a lot better. Again, unfortunately, that didn't come to fruition either as my mother's condition quickly deteriorated and she passed away less than three months after that diagnosis in the beginning of 2020, January, 2020. And I was starting to grieve, 
and then, as you know, COVID hit. Grieving and social isolation is something I don't recommend to anyone. Really hard. Um, I have lots of friends outside the dojo, and I have even more in the dojo now I'm proud to call friends. The outpouring of affection and of condolences really helped me through that time. I also was able, you know, to look back at, let's say, Code of Ethics number four, only with absolute mind, body, uh, discipline of mind, body, and spirit, do students maintain honor and come new. I think a lot of us during the COVID pause were able to eat better because we weren't going to restaurants, work out more, go on those long walks. I know I started meditating, which is something I never did in my life. I didn't think I could with my ADHD. And it really helped me grow. But I was lacking something. I was lacking a purpose. And those Zoom classes that Sun Ming Shu instituted on Monday and Thursday nights filled that void. It gave me that sense of purpose. That was something that kept me going. That was the other ingredient I needed. I really want to thank Sensei Seth and Simon, my senpais, Janet, Grant, and Marcos during this time. Because right now, I didn't even think I would be here testing for brown belt. I had missed too much time grieving over the loss of my mother, as well as some other things that came up in 2020. But these people that I had mentioned, as well as everybody else, gave me the belief that I could do it in myself. Sorry, the belief in myself that I could do it. And, and the space to be able to prove that to everybody. So what is Kung Nu? How has it influenced my outside life? It's really just reinforced my mother's lessons. Wear my heart on my sleeve. Help people whenever I can. Not just whenever I can, honestly, but always. My mom went through a lot of stuff, and she always helped people, no matter how downtrodden she was. And spread my knowledge, as well as learn from others. That's what Kung Nu has given me. In conclusion, I want to leave on a more positive memory. One of the best times of 2020 was that random Monday night when No Sensei showed up for the Zoom class and Keys and I were the highest ranking belts and had to impromptu lead that class. And uh, I, I really enjoyed it. And it's really one of the main reasons I'm really excited about um, testing for my brown belt and becoming senpai and be able to spread that knowledge. If I could just give half my mind, heart, and open arms to come to you like it's given me, that really is going to give me purpose and I feel I'm going to honor the style, the dojo, and the people in it. Most of all, I'm going to honor my mother, as she knows how important it was for me to keep on this quest to my black belt and come here. Thank you for listening. Hi, everyone. Can you hear me okay? Awesome. So I'm Jenna Dost, uh, and I'm a brown belt candidate. And... Um, I feel really lucky to have found Kung Nu and um, been training for almost four years. It'll be four years in January. And uh, I basically wrote my whole paper about um, how I found a lot more confidence and self-confidence um, from the time I started in January 2017 to now and how that prepared me for what is going on now. So that's in my paper. So I'm not going to talk about it in my speech. Um, today, I want to talk to you um, about uh, a dream that I had. So right at the beginning of the pandemic, um, I had this really vivid and terrifying dream that I was walking through a park at night and someone came out of nowhere and attacked me. And the attack was so scary and I was panicked and I felt like I was falling into the earth and it was going to swallow me whole 
and it was the scariest one of the scariest dreams i'd ever had um while i was in that panic there was a little voice inside my head that said you've trained for this and i was just it was like an epiphany i have trained for this so i started to execute techniques and i felt like when it feels like when jason and i come up with applications to Akata. We're really good at that together. I miss doing that with Jason. Um, but it was smooth like that. It was just, we were improvising and I was able to get away from my attacker in my dream. And while I was executing the techniques and getting more distance between me and my attacker, I felt so calm. I felt so much bigger than I am and i felt really complete um and it made the the bad thing go away and then i woke up and i thought that was so profound to be in the beginning of the pandemic with tons of anxiety about what the future is going to hold what's going to happen you know it, everybody was confused we were all locked in our houses we had no social outlet um so that anxiety came into my dream and my karate training bring, brought me calm. So this was before we started doing our Zoom classes and this was before we started meeting outside. So that morning I picked up my bow and I told my kids we were going outside and we're gonna play with the sticks. So I started doing my bow training and my tambo training, the things that I love the most um, after that dream. And then the classes started back up, the Zoom classes uh, started back up, and it was just a lifesaver for me to have that outlet. So the, this year has been unbelievable in terms of anxiety for me. Um, I, it's not a vacation for me. It's, it's so much more work to have to virtual school my kids. I basically was working a full-time job in my studio and then I had to stop that to, to virtual school my kids. So I basically lost my job and, and now I'm doing that. So, and not knowing when people are going to go back and not knowing what's going to happen uh, in, you know, in next month, uh, the, our political um, situation that's going on, um, anxiety is intense and I'm feeling it, which is why I'm here in Tennessee. I actually, wanted to get away, spend some time with my family before I take this test, because I think I would have crumpled into a ball of anxiety if I didn't get some kind of break. Um, so it's been really great for me to be here, to calm myself down, to just work on uh, practicing my katas and my uh, tambo and bow and uh, you know my kicks and all of those things that I need to do to focus on to be ready for the test. So I'm really glad that I've gotten this time. So basically I, I don't know um, how to make the anxiety go away, but I know that Kung Nu and the people in Sung Ming Shu and the training I'm getting at Sung Ming Shu is making me able to cope with things that I don't know if I would have the skills to cope with it. Uh, if I hadn't started training in 2017. So I'm so thankful for all of you for always showing up. I'm so, my, our, my, our class is amazing. Everybody's just always showing up. Um, 
and it's just been a great stress relief for me to uh, train with all of you. Um, so uh, yeah, thank you all um, for being there and doing this with me. And that's it.